Are you guys ready up there? Alright. Alright, quiet on the set. Welcome to another episode of Adventures in Movies. My name is Nathaniel Muir, and I'm the movie editor at AIPT. Joining me on these ongoing adventures is the host who always roots for the final girls. That is me. I am Danny, and go team go. <laughs> also joining us is the host who absolutely refused to miss sci-fi horror two years in a row. Wouldn't do it. Wouldn't allow it. I'm Blake. <laughs> <laughs> So how are you guys doing? How, how how's the world going in your part of Texas? Uh, it's burning. <laughs> I'm normally hot. Yeah, ten degrees above normal. Yeah, what the fuck? Seriously, it's fall. I want to have my pie, pumpkin spice latte. You can still I, have that. I guess so. Uh, yeah, you're right. Also, that's it's a very so. terrible coffee. It's a very terrible so. coffee. <laughs> I don't like it at all. <laughs> Let's just just turn the air conditioner in your house down to like forty. <laughs> You know when I when I when I wake up here it's like fifty low sixties yeah. and then like within two hours it's like ninety seven degrees or something. Yeah, it's like the old trickaroo because like yeah I've been getting up early and it's been it's quite brisk out there but you're like well I've got to be in a t shirt anyway like it's gonna be a long day. Yeah, it sucks. It's like cool. I'm gonna wear this jacket and this this sweater type of thing. See, this is how I know I have COVID. Like just look at how I dressed. I got taste. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> But by the time I'm I'm all layered and I'm, I'm I feel good to go and everything and then like I mean by the time I go to lunch it's I'm, I'm sweating, yeah. ruining my threads. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see here this week the trials and tribulations of AMC continue. Uh, Blake, why don't you let us know what's going on with AMC now? Okay. So um, and I gotta give credit to my buddy uh, Kevin up there in New Jersey. Uh, for letting me know about this, uh, pass this along. AMC, who's been often maligned and made fun of here on this podcast uh, <laughs> over the course of months, uh, and for good reason. They're kind of a hilarious joke. Um, so this is, uh, I guess I should give credit, from AV Club. And uh, apparently uh, the headline reads, AMC Theater's on track to run out of money by early 2021. And if you go down and read the article, it does say that they've had an 85% decrease in attendance, which is, you know, I think literally everywhere has had at least an 85% decrease. I was going to say 85% actually seems okay. Seems all right, yeah. Seems okay. But they, uh, they've been struggling. They, they've they said that uh, if they can't find a new, because I think they already had a batch of investors, they can't find a new batch of lenders um, or significantly increase ticket prices, which is like why nobody's going to go do that. So, uh, yeah, I think we're, as I see the flailing out in the water and, uh, you know, I don't see a lifeguard on duty. <laughs> so, so you, you wouldn't pay $40 for a ticket to see Goonies? That's what you're saying? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. You know what? If they give me a beer and like a couple hot dogs and, uh, and popcorn for two, uh, maybe, 
that would be inc- I'd be inclined to go do something like for higher than normal prices. Yeah, yeah. It's like what seventeen cents for that big thing. Like that's yeah. how much it costs them to make it. Like, <laughs> so they can throw in a big tub of popcorn. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, forty bucks. Let's say yeah, I think Blake has the right idea. Like you do a forty for a forty dollar bundle, whatever you know. You get your hot dogs, uh, beer, soda, whatever. Uh, and you, you know, the price of a ticket, like you, you know, you go see the movie that you want for forty bucks. There you go. You not, have your, but not Goonies or Empire Strikes Back. Are you talking? Oh about no! First? Oh well, no! So, no no! Well, actually, well, maybe Empire because it's the fortieth anniversary, and maybe Akira. <laughs> but you know, like bucks no. though for like those. I mean, nothing against those. I, I love both those movies that you mentioned are awesome. But you know, I, this is the first time I'm sure people have discussed the bundle. But this is the first time I've heard. And I agree with that. That's a really good idea, Blake. Hey. But um. I don't know. I don't think they should use that on older movies just because they're out there, especially, um, you know, Empire, you can see on uh, Disney Plus. But maybe they can do it on the movies they're currently showing, which are these smaller indie movies that um, that uh, wouldn't be seen by anybody at all under normal circumstances. Yeah. But maybe they can increase some um, ticket prices, uh, ticket prices, and maybe more people will go if they throw make it like a date night type of thing. Yeah, I mean, you throw me two beers that I can go drink by myself. Well, you know, the one thing it doesn't defeat, though, is the fear that people have. I think that plays no. just as big as a factor so, in it. Um, one of the things that I've been seeing like, uh, advertised like, on, on my emails and everything from Alamo Drafthouse and Cinemark is that they're, they're trying to get me to rent, or I'm pretty sure they're trying to get anybody to rent, uh, the movie theater. Like, you know, it's just you and your... Yeah, I saw that they're really pushing it hard. The Alamo is, I saw that 150 yeah, bucks. 150 bucks, which I do think it's that to me. Like, I don't know who would want to divide that $150, but I, you know. Uh, well, let's just say this if I rented a theater and divided it amongst everybody I know, it would be like 50 bucks each. <laughs> is it us three? Is it us three? That's it. Uh, well, you're driving over here, first of all, okay? I'm not going to. See, there you space. go. Not cost effective. <laughs> No, I, 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 I do see what you're – I have seen that also, actually. I didn't um, realize that Cinemark had been doing it also. But um, with Alamo, it's front and center. Like, immediately you see private theater, 150 bucks, um, And they've been doing that for uh, at least a month or two now, right? It seems like yeah. – uh, um, gosh, I don't know. Like, that, a bundle sounds like such a good idea. It's uh, – I, I, I um, saw that Florida has pretty much reopened everything, like – they could pack stadiums now, so I know. Like I, I, I saw that. There's not I'm enough like, alligators in the swamps to eat all the people that need to be eaten in Florida. Sorry. Well, speaking <laughs> of swamps, uh, the the University of Florida football coach, uh, I, I don't know his name, but he thinks they should get ninety thousand fans in the swamp. Oh yeah, funny. His fucking team just got quarantined. Got the 19, game <laughs> Nineteen people just tested positive. Yeah. Also, Nick Saban. Also, Nick Saban. Right? The athletic director. SEC is going down. Uh, They're beating yeah. themselves. They are the best. They are the yeah, best. yeah. I mean, that's why we need Florida to make fun of something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess Texas is right behind. Uh, yeah, Texas is right behind them. Too. I don't think Texas has any room to talk about anything. <laughs> no, we have all the room. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, actually, it's I don't know if Texas has the room, but we're going to talk anyway. Yeah. Exactly. That's how it works here in the great state of Texas. <laughs> so um, you two, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys are fans of the video game Monster Hunter, right? I only like know of it. I've never played it, but um, it look it looks cool. Damn, damn it, Blake. Damn it. I, yeah, sorry. 
Okay, so I played the PlayStation 2 version and the 3DS, I think. Okay, probably the two best versions. Yeah, I fucking love these games. And uh, I don't know how I felt about the movie when we talked about it, I don't know, months ago. Yeah, I saw the first trailer and uh, this looks like fucking fun. Like mindless fun. Yeah, totally. It. Uh, I just watched it. What, uh, what did we watch that like 20 minutes ago? <laughs> um, oh, yeah, but, for sure. For yeah, fucking it, sure. It looks exactly... It looks exactly like every trailer I've ever seen for a Transformers movie. Uh, like literally, like shot for shot, like just insert Transformers instead of big monsters. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's got big monsters. I like Mila Jovovich. She's uh, you know famous video game movie person. So. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And they're and her goofy husband directing this too. So like, yeah, let's go. They're let's married. Go. Yeah. Shut up! Yeah, no, no. no. And they have been for quite a while. Uh, yeah, they have Holy kids. Fuck. Numerous kids. Holy yeah, fuck! They're they're a happy fa- they're they're one of the rare Hollywood couples that have uh, survived the test of time. Yep. They've they've I mean kudos to them. But, um, <laughs> you know the the game. I'll just really quickly say that graphically, I mean it looks amazing. But in this generation, amazing. that's not the biggest compliment because everything pretty much looks amazing nowadays. But um, I saw the inventory screen and it completely turned me off. <laughs> like, it's just, but you don't like inventory menus and like inventory. I love menu inventory menus. Uh, no, I love that stuff. That's why I like Witcher. I like inventory Tetris, like in uh, Deus Ex. <laughs> I love that stuff. But this that. one just, I, I think that's super fun. But um, in this one, for some reason, I don't know. And then I, I hate Buster Sword type weapons and stuff. And I don't know, they just look really stupid to me. To be perfectly this honest. is this. The game is so fucking anime. It, it is yeah. ridiculous. It's like the and, most anime game ever. Yeah. But I mean, Persona. Uh, Persona? Well, uh, I mean, Persona I mean, is pretty anime, but this different is like side of it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want like monsters, and you you know you have your monster king, here it is. Your sidekick is, is a fucking cat that cooks you the big delicious meals, like that and, kind of shit. And everybody loves cats. Yeah, everybody. What are they called? They have a great name for them. To them so. Well, they, they don't like you either, Pat. <laughs> they, they hate me. They hate me. Um, I, I, I agree with you, though. The The trailer looks like mindless fun. Um, I would say more transmorphers. Than transmorphers. transmorphers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, looks like a, it does look like a lot of fun. Um, and we've been talking a lot about that, about some movies you just need to be able to turn off your brain and yeah. kick back and just enjoy them. And, yeah, this looks like that movie. Also, they're actually, those two, uh, Mila Jolovich, they're a good pairing. Uh, there's... A Resident Evil movie or two in there that yeah. are very fun to watch. Um, and they did another one. Under did they do under? No, no. Kate Beckinsale's and yeah, uh, they did Eon Flux. Um, uh, they did then, Eon. Oh, she was in Ultraviolet, which was like a oh, it was like Eon Flux type. Thing. Yeah, it was like a yeah, it was very much like Eon Flux. Actually. Yeah, fell <laughs> asleep um, Flux. Yeah, the cartoon, yeah. the original like uh, Liquid Television. Uh, Eon Flux was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because it was, and it, it it wasn't. Um, I think it was like nothing on TV, even though she, there was very little dialogue, if any. Oh, uh, and it was very, it was pretty violent, austere. Uh, I would say. Yeah, it it was. It really stood. I remember watching the because Liquid Television was kind of goofy, except for that and Beavis and Butthead occasionally. Yeah, but Max. the Max, yeah, but um, yeah, that. It really, really stood out. It's kind of a shame that nothing ever came of it. Um, okay. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of things that have kind of uh, gone the way of the dodo, so uh, a few weeks ago we discussed on uh, what you need to know. Um, we talked about the decline in westerns. 
So kind of a throwback. Um, this week we're going to talk about the decline of gothic horror movies. And um, this is something I had to think about. Um, I know we briefly, briefly mentioned it, I think, last week or a couple weeks ago. And uh, we talked about uh, if there's any modern... This is going to sound weird. If there's any modern-day gothic horror movies. And then I remember saying we mentioned Crimson Peaks, and but that was a few years ago. But honestly, I cannot think of any gothic horror movies that come out anymore. But, uh, Blake, you mentioned a few. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, Crimson Peak is probably the most, like, on point being a gothic horror movie, you know. And when did that come out? I have it right here. 2015! Yeah, I was going to say 16. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, five wow. years okay. ago. Okay, so like that is that is a while ago, and um, and so yeah, I would say uh, well, a late, uh, the woman in black um, is a, is another one, but that's also who knows how long ago now. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I think uh, the little stranger, which I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, it's a it's a book, definitely got the core, um, and it, it it doesn't. I don't know. I think that movie would probably be pretty polarizing, and I think maybe that's why. Maybe that's why that's kind of dropped off in favor. Like literally everything that like was in the horror genre that used to come out in Hollywood or, you know, in England, it, almost all of it was gothic. Well, that's yeah. your hammer movies right there. Yeah. All the, <laughs> yeah. Every yeah. hammer movie is a gothic horror movie. Anything with Vincent Price in it has some flair of gothic, you know, lots, all the old, uh, you know, um, Edgar Allan Poe stuff is classified a lot of times as gothic. Um, Frankenstein, Frankenstein's a gothic horror movie. Dracula. Yeah, Dracula are, is gothic. And, they're um, all gothic. Yeah, which is funny because now then the two you mentioned in particular, we're seeing like, you know, Frankenstein's army, I think is, you know, and that was kind of a modern retelling of a Dracula 2000 AD or whatever. Like they don't stick with the gothic um, uh, um, birth, I guess. They don't stick with. Yeah. Which is really strange to me. And um, I always say and whenever people talk and I guess period pieces, we're still seeing, you know, pretty regularly. But yep. whenever people talk about period pieces and gothic scenery, they always talk about the beauty of it. And the gowns are so beautiful and the men are so stately. Uh, so I can't for the life of me imagine why that genre, not that, you know, I expect it to be number one in this era of shared universes and superhero movies. But it surprises me that we don't see at least one or two a year. Well, yeah. And it's honestly, I'm not, you, now that you brought it to my attention, I feel like there's a, yeah, severe lack like I I I miss like uh like a masterpiece theater like every little yeah. intro had like a little animation from Edward Gorey like I love that stuff like that stuff's great like yeah why it, I it's a very good question Patrick it's <laughs> very good very good question indeed well I feel like you know like so I haven't seen Crimson Peak or The Woman in Black and I think the last one I really did I I think I remember seeing was what fuck uh, Suspiria the original Suspiria. But even then, that's yeah. Like uh, I think that was the last one. I think I like not like I saw. That's but, kind of a stretch. Yeah, I know that's a, that's a huge stretch. But you like, seen I, an interview with the vampire or, or anything yeah, like that? Like, yeah, I, yeah. So I feel like so we we talked about like the subgenres of horror, and romance doesn't for some something doesn't like really like ever like pop up, and I feel like gothic horror has that flair to it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And yeah. like for some, for some reason, I, I just like the westerns. Like, there's not a click with modern audiences anymore, because I, you, we mentioned like you know Emma just came out a couple of months ago, and that's a period piece. It you know it would be it's Victorian, Ooh. I think. I have but... something to say that I hate. All right, Actually, go, ahead. go ahead, Danny. Oh no, no, go ahead. no, sorry. Well, so like it's kind of dawning on me. Like, is would you 
so is like Twilight like like is that like what a modern audience wants with like gothic horror? I, I like, think yeah. it is because Maybe. I do think yeah. romance is definitely still alive. Like I mean, it's yeah. a weird version of it nowadays. Like Twilight and the the direction that rom coms actually rom coms have played played pretty stayed pretty steady to what they've always been. But yeah, I think you're right. Gothic horror is what twilight is now it must be because you have stuff like uh what was that thing with nicole kidman with the polar bear the golden compass (laughs) 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 you have i mean that kind of has the earmarks of a gothic setting sorta but i mean i i don't i I don't know what i was dreadful penny dreadful i think right yeah so we have like shows that still play with that but it's still it's still it's still the same thing (laughs) <laughs> you know, any of that, but like it still doesn't it still doesn't work for movies like obviously we had deadwood we've have all this other shows on showtime that have to do with some sort of like you know like this gothic air to it but there's it, it doesn't work for for movies for some reason like i don't think crimson peak was even like i like crimson regarded, peak. like to regard it like really a, good, a movie yeah. uh yeah i think it's I, well i think like you like they always end up being kind of polarizing you know like um, even like some of the, uh, like the, well, I mean, there's, is the others, is the others one? Like that's kind one, like, I'm like, kind of like, but not really. Right. Not really. No, it's like a so. modern one also, I yeah, guess. Like, right. Know, that was a ways back. It might be people's taste nowadays because a lot of times when people talk about in romantic period type characters, it's with very highfalutin and they joke around with how they talk and it's almost <laughs> A joke. Oh my. Yeah. Exactly. Like hello. <laughs> like like that Pass type the of butter. thing. Yes, we have uh, butter here. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Maybe none of that margin no, shit. Uh, uh, maybe no one can take gothic horror seriously nowadays. You know, maybe that's it. Because like Dark Shadows didn't do it any favors. That kind of made it like a joke. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, people make fun of Dracula all the time now. Um, the uh, the Dracula series that is on Netflix, um, that's got that one actor from that thing we covered for the YouTube. Um, uh, it's like a BBC production uh, or whatever. Um, that's got some, I mean, it's obviously Dracula. It's got some gothic elements, but they do as much as they can to immediately shift gears and go to a modern setting. You know, so I don't know. Maybe ah, it's it's kind of just bumming me out, actually. Like, I want more, <laughs> I want more gothic horror. Like, like and why, why is it always vampires? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they they fit it perfect. Like it's yeah. that goes back to the elegance of it. Yeah, and yeah true. There's no no. There is no monster more elegant than, especially Dracula. I mean, yeah. there's those uh, Lost Boys type vampires that are like scrubs. But I'm Dracula, <laughs> come on, man. That's true. Yeah. Um, I, we I know we can't even pinpoint or pin down why we don't think it exists anymore. But do you think it'll come back? <laughs> Which is kind of, I don't know if that's a good, we don't even know why it's gone to begin with. I hope so. I I think it will. I mean, I think a lot of this stuff will, I mean, just like we were talking about like noir movies and stuff, just like real briefly, like, I think all that stuff kind of ebbs and flows. Like, I I think we'll get kind of another big batch of it because like, I feel like the 90s was kind of rife with it. Like the 90s was kind of like full of, full of it, like all maybe done, not necessarily great (laughs) in a great way, but like there was a lot of it. (laughs) So it was full of it. Yeah, it was totally full of it. And so, like, we're kind of like twenty years, you know, going on thirty years away from that now. So it's like, I think we'll, I think we'll get another big swing of it. I don't know, Danny. I see. I think as as we're getting more niche, like I think something like A twenty four or Focus Films is going to do something that we're not expecting. 
I and I feel, I, and I think it's going to be more independent that what we've seen like in the, in the past. I, I really do think so. It's going to be coming like completely like the far left, and it's going to hit us, and it's going to hit us hard. I, I really do think that it, that's going to happen because uh, it's 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 time. I mean, five years. If if we're only thinking about Crimson uh, Peak, oh, yeah, I want or, a good Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. There's yeah, not, like there's not another remake of From Hell. Yeah, no, see. no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really I, did not like that movie. Oh, I, yeah. I, agree. I mean, I think also one of the things is in its uh, well, well, Hollywood, and I mean, they're there to make money, so they're going to copy what's big. So going gothic horror was big, you know, a few decades ago, mm-hmm. but people have moved away from that. And I think to Danny's point, it, it probably it will probably come from somewhere smaller. Yeah. But I think right now, one of the things with uh, it's it's so easy to make a movie nowadays. And there's so many filmmakers out there mm-hmm. that people are trying so hard to do different things. And they're doing some amazing stuff. But unfortunately, you know, the older things that have worked in the past, they're old fashioned and trite and, you know, boring. And I don't think people yeah. respect that anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It's <laughs> it is as, as, as the world turns. Uh, oh, uh, this week I had spoke with uh, Bria Grant. Uh, Bria Grant is a writer, a director and uh an actress so if you've been to any genre festival in the past like three or four months you've definitely seen her and her name she wrote 12 hour shift which is a comedy horror movie that won an award at fantasia she was a co-star in the movie the stylist which is a psychological horror movie and then she wrote and starred in lucky uh lucky is a horror movie that's going to be coming to shutter which is about a woman who is being stalked by a man. Uh, it's a horror movie. It's a slasher horror movie, but it uses horror terms in a very unexpected and modern way. But uh, here's what Bria Grant had to say about her recent output. Um, so um, what was your inspira- inspiration behind Lucky? Um, I need to get better at answering this question. Um, um, you know... It, it stemmed from a personal thing that happened in my life, but also just the general conversations that I had with, with women um, around violence and every day, yeah, feeling unsafe every day, and kind of extrapolating that, trying to, trying to make that into a bigger, a bigger theme. And, and uh, how would you describe Lucky? I describe it as a surreal slasher. Yeah, that yeah, definitely. There's a lot of it's a uh, pretty complicated. There's a lot going on in it. In Lucky, uh, everyone, in, including May, is uh, I would say dismissive of others. Um, how important was it for you to show the dismissive quality of just people in general? I mean, well, what I wanted to do was um, show that May had really drank her own Kool Aid. She uh, she is a self-help book author, but thinks that in this world, you can get by just by just on your own, uh, with your own merit, uh, by yourself. And I wanted to show that that wasn't necessarily the case. It means that she isn't exactly the most likable protagonist, but I do think it is a belief that a lot of people hold. And um, I wanted to explore that, you know through this, like, horror lens. And um, in horror, 
Um, women have come a long way in horror. I've, I've always thought that horror has kind of uh, been ahead of the curve, but uh, the women have gone from being vamps to taking a more central role. Um, what do you think will be the next step in the evolution for women? Well, I mean, I think women have also always had a central role on screen um, when it comes to horror. It's one of the few um, genres of, film, of films that women are usually the leads, the other one being romantic comedies, right? So I think... It's interesting because all of us, us, all the women who grew up watching slashers and seeing ourselves depicted on screen are now moving behind the camera. And I think that will be a continuous trend because the number one audience for horror movies are teen girls. So it makes sense that a lot of us are going to grow up and make horror movies. <laughs> um, and I think it's going to be interesting to see new voices come into horror. I mean, every generation of horror brings something new and interesting. I think this one will be the most um, diverse and, uh, yeah, like the most diverse one yet. Have you, have you always been a fan of horror movies? Uh, yeah. I mean, I was a teenager in the 90s. So when I was a teenager, all these amazing horror movies were coming out. You know, Scream, I know what you did last summer. But we would also rent ones from Blockbuster Video, um, <laughs> horror movies from Blockbuster Video. We um, like we I, we love the um um oh my god this is where my brain is um the stranger uh when a stranger calls and like movies like that and I think um teen girls end up bonding over horror quite a bit and that was just such an amazing renaissance of horror that um I was exposed to it pretty early. Yeah, a lot of good stuff came out in the nineties. Um, what do you want or what do you hope? Um, audience get, audiences get out of lucky. I always want people to have a good time when they watch something that I'm a part of. Um, but I also think, I mean, funny, I, I, Natasha and I have been asked this quite a bit, and I think um, I, I want people to take away, you know, that there is an epidemic of violence against women. That That is definitely, that was one of the goals of the movie, but I also want people to not see it as, as completely black and white. I want people to be able to embrace this, like, gray area character who you may not completely identify with. And I think, um, and how complicated that is and how some of us have been raised to think like her and, and um, how it, it would be, yeah, how some of us have been raised to think like her and how maybe we need to change our thinking. Um, yeah, cool. Makes sense. Um you're not only the star of Lucky, but uh, you, you wrote it. Um, do you prefer being in front of the camera or behind it? I, I mean, at this point in my life, I feel like people have seen me a lot. <laughs> so um, I, 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 I'm definitely moving more in the direction of behind the camera. And uh, my final question, so I can let you get on with your day. Um, you've, uh, let's see, you're writer and star of Lucky. You directed 12-Hour Shift. And then I also recently saw you in The Stylist, where you play a very, very big role. Um, what future projects are you working on? I also wrote 12-Hour Shift, not to be a jerk. <laughs> I, 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 just, I, won, I, I won the screenplay at Fantasia for it, so I'm very proud of that. Um, um, and it takes me years to write these movies, so I'm always... I'm, I mean, I even appreciate you acknowledging that I, I wrote Lucky, because there's something that happens when you act in something where people forget that you wrote it, which is like the most of the work is the writing. Uh, what is what is the future? Is that the question? Yeah, what, I, I imagine you have a lot going on. Uh, well, no, I mean, there's COVID. <laughs> um, 
I, I, I was lucky enough to get to go direct a TV show called Pandora, which has just started airing, so um, people can definitely check that out. And I also wrote on um, a, a TV show um, called Unconventional, which is not horror um, in any way, but I think is a very cool show. And um, other than that, I'm just doing a lot of writing, creating, trying to make stuff with my friends when it feels safe. <laughs> And we're back. Uh, thank you to Priya Grant for the interview. Uh, check out Lucky, 12-Hour Shift, and The Stylist if you happen to come across them. They are all really, really good movies. So this week, we're going to talk about Aerosmith and Bernie Sanders. <laughs> kind of, sort of. So uh, <laughs> Our topic for this week for 31 Days of Halloween is uh, Eat the Rich. Um, there are so many topics covered in horror movies, and there's so many villains and so many iconic villains, but... I think um, one of the most iconic, if not the most evil, are rich people. <laughs> what do you guys think? They're the You're most real and most scary, yeah. 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 <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> so what makes them so frightening? I mean, I agree. <clears throat> the reason that I think they're so frightening is exactly what you said, because they're real. And whenever there's a rich villain in a movie... You, ready or not, being a very recent one, very recent one, you can believe that that premise is actually happening somewhere in this country. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, one of the things that, like, yeah, absolutely, it's real. Like, so, and, like, when you have money, you afford yourself, like, just tons of time and Sometimes people with tons of time on their hands do like really fucked up things <laughs> with their time. And so, you know, like, um, yeah, I think it's a perfect, uh, it's a perfect villain, you know, um, and one that you can, you don't feel bad when, when, you know, things get the, ter- the tables flipped. Exactly. So that kind of leads to one of my questions. You're right. You don't feel bad. You hate them. They're slime balls. You can't wait yep. to see them get there. What rich villain do you absolutely hate the most? Don't give him. Don't give the easy answer, Danny. Shit, what's? I don't even know what the easy answer <laughs> oh, is. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, the, well, the, the the easy answer plays into our giveaway. If you retweet or comment on our show, you oh, get the Back to the yeah. Future Ultimate trilogy. Biff was he rich? Ah, he was Biff. Back to the Future yeah, too. He, he becomes Biff. super rich. Yeah, he, He's a total yeah, he soch. Like... He's a total soch. <laughs> uh, so, like, uh, well, I would say in uh, well, one of my favorite movies, where um, uh, full of manipulation. Um, and subterfuge done by the quote unquote elite is they live. Um, they, yes, they are aliens, but they are in control and they have all the money. And they, I love they live. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's one of my favorites right there. That's a great one, actually. And and you're right, it doesn't necessarily have to be one specific rich person, it can be just the elite in general. Um, I recently saw one uh, about a year or two ago. I saw one, and and the thing about rich villains is it's not just centered in this country. People across the world hate rich people. That's a universal, yeah. that's a universal truth that everyone, uh, a poor person in any other part of the country, someone in our social status, will tell us how much they hate the rich, and then we we'll share the same stories. And uh, <laughs> I saw I saw a Brazilian movie called uh, The Cannibal Club. And it's about these rich people. It's kind of like what Blake was saying, too. When you get to a certain place, a certain station in life, like a Kobe steak ain't going to cut it. Like you're going to have to find some person who no one's going to miss. You're yeah. going to get your group of rich friends. You're going to, you know, chain them in a pit and you're going to beat them mercifully. And once they finally died, you're going to eat them. <laughs> like 
<laughs> that's and that's kind of I think one of the things with rich people too is the way they in this case they literally ate someone. It's a good metaphor for what they're doing in life. They're stepping on people to get to the top, and I think that's another reason people enjoy them so much as villains. Yeah, absolutely. Damn, like you guys are talking about villains and everything, and I all I could think of is like Mr. Burns? funny. No, not even that. Like I, I was thinking, like, a, well, he's pretty evil, cartoonish <laughs> evil. Uh, a joke. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I think of like uh, in funny games, like how they're attacking. Like again, I don't know where these two white kids are from, like their their poverty level or anything like that, but they're attacking, you know, these Hamptonites essentially, and I, I feel like I don't want. Like Noemi Campbell, Campbell, and like uh, Tim Roth to win in this. Like I want th- these kids to fucking take them down. And I, <laughs> Dude, I feel you're, just, you're a fucked up person. <laughs> it's it, the, when, I guess when we thought about like eat the rich, like I was like, ooh, these guys are actually taking down like society. Like you know, they're in the Hamptons and they're like bringing it down. I never you did it yet. That that's a great movie. That is a great pick. Society. You're ooh. absolutely correct. Society. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's, that's another true. one that I just recently watched too. Oh, <laughs> that literally, that literally is about the upper echelon of people totally. who are using people in the lower um, income statuses to do whatever they want. Well, they, they're not; they don't even exist as actual people. Right. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think is the, the the best example of like evil rich people? I think the people under the stairs. I think when I was a kid. That movie would, even though it was, I believe that's Wes Craven, right? Yeah, totally. Which one? The, the people, people under, under the, the stairs. Yeah, man, what was that like? Ninety three? I think it was like eighty seven. Was it really? Holy shit! I, I was young when I saw like like I've watched it since, and it's not very scary at all. No, it's kind of campy, but yeah, it's kind of comical almost. Yeah. Ninety one, ninety one. Okay. Well, shit, was it when I then I was a coward then because. <laughs> 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 that, that movie uh, freaked me out. Oh, so I would say the one that I think illustrates it really, really well, and I'm not a huge fan of torture porn movies. Actually, I don't like them very much at all. Um, but uh, I think they, in, in this one in particular, Hostel, does a really great uh, job of portraying, like, you know, a, a subculture, like, again, like a subculture created by people with money with and people with money can get away with things kind of kind of action. Uh, I think that does a really great job of, you know, okay, yeah, and these are just, you know, rich people that want to take out their sadistic delights on on innocent, you know, tourists or whatnot. Um, yeah, what's more disturbing than that? Right, I, I wish I liked that movie. <laughs> I wish I really did. I, uh, it's funny that you mentioned Hostel because um, I was thinking, uh, I put down dumbest. It's not necessarily a dumb movie, but you're right. It, it does depict what higher yeah. society people I'm do. I'm not necessarily it. saying I like it. Yeah, just, yeah. Okay. Well, I, so I have a question here for you guys. Uh, sorry to derail the script from the script. Uh, but so, where does us land on there for you guys? Like that is also like you us. know, yeah, us. Us? Oh, I'm like lower middle class, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's that. I was above the poverty line for like the first time, like <laughs> a few years ago. Uh, so uh, us to me is okay. Yeah. I don't know. Us, I, I'm not a huge fan of us anyway. But as, as a job of portraying like like a weird, bizarre elite, yeah, it does a pretty good job of that, I guess. I have to think about it because I barely remember. I remember I, I, like I the, the literal last shot I really liked. The rest of it I'm not really a big fan of. 
I don't remember much about a class divide in it, to be perfectly. I'm not to say that it's not there. It's just that I, I don't remember it. Um, was that one of the themes of it was was class? Because I, I really don't remember. Yeah. I know that they were very well off. I do know that. And yeah. I guess the, 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 the copies of them were... Were they? I don't even remember. I know that they weren't as well off, obviously. Yeah, I'm not even thinking like so much of my recollection of the film is it being like, oh, there's this classified, but it's like, yes, there is like a a underground elite that was doing something. Not necessarily so much a class divide, maybe, but like maybe oh. the government or something. You know, there is like you know the subterfuge of like people in power. I yeah, I think it's like that episode of The Simpsons uh, where the Bart has the twin brother Ugo and. <laughs> Ugo. Oh, yeah. the evil Siamese twin. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's a better one. <laughs> who who actually was the good one? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> so there's been a lot of um, movies where uh, the the elite have been the villain. There's been a whole lot of them. Um, which one do you guys think should be remade? I mean, there ain't nothing wrong with doing remakes nowadays, apparently. So, which one would you like to see someone have another crack at? Damn, I think you said it earlier, dude. I would love to see a modern take on society. I think society is like a really fucked up movie in general. And uh, long overdue, I think society came out like in the eighties for sure. Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, I would, I would love to see. Yeah, I think you could. Somebody could do some really fucked up stuff. <laughs> society. I, I, uh, <laughs> I agree with you. I, I need to to marinate and think because I was gonna say society because. <laughs> Well, things have changed so much. Well, I don't yeah. know. Maybe maybe the rich haven't changed a lot. But there's so much crazier things that you can do nowadays. Well, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And with the way technology and who knows. I mean, I think you can do some really amazing things with society. But let me think about that. this I want so I can say something different. Um, what about <laughs> what about you, Danny? I'm going to say us so I could remember it better. <laughs> us, you want to remake us immediately? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it came out last year. That's fine. Yeah. You know, in five years they did it with Spider Man. We're fine. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you know what would be in- interesting? You know, um, a movie that we talked about a lot, and I, and I did just look this up right now. And it's about now. This is actually kind of flips it a little bit because you, there's really no good or bad. Um, Parasite is very much Ooh, about class. One hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> That's but like, it was perfect. Oh gosh, yeah, that's the <laughs> best movies in many, 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 many years. Um, but that one kind of there's it's not so much that the evil people, the the rich people are evil. They're certainly not the best people in the world. But it also the people who don't have as much money, they're definitely not the good not guys the, in this yeah. either. Yeah. Um, are you guys, can you guys think of any other movies that flip the script like that? Uh, Trading let's... places when Eddie Murphy switches. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh man, I love trading trading places. Um, so have you guys seen Antebellum? Yeah, no, not yet. I wonder, and I know you did. Um, you sent the GIF, but I didn't know if it was a good or bad thing. Uh, yeah. So the GIF I I think I sent was like a kind of guy like holding his hand, going like, "Eh." So I I loved the concept of us or of us, excuse me, Antebellum. (laughs) But I thought, well. That's just a perfect. That's a perfect playground for a movie to be, you know, made about a class divide, and and it does a pretty. I mean, it does a, it does a great job of, of illustrating that. But you know, how impactful was it by the end? I don't know. I think that's. I think it was too derivative of other things, um, and so like I would love to see that whole th- theme kind of taken. I'd like to see that more of that theme. Like I, 
not to say that the acting in it or anything like that was bad. It was all actually really good. But um, yeah, ultimately, I thought that was kind of derivative of other stuff. Oh, I'll have to check it out still when it's uh, still worth a watch. I'll definitely check it out when it's when it's free. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I'm looking at this list of villains. It looks like, and I, I, when I, okay, so I recently saw anything for Jackson, which was about a pair of rich Satanists that kidnap a pregnant woman so they can do like a reverse exorcism on her. And that one was a really strange film in that the kidnappers are very sympathetic and you almost, I mean, they lost their grandson. So you you already have this emotional tie to them. Whereas they don't really build up the expecting mother very, it's intentional. It's kind of a weird thing to where, um, the single mom, uh, though you do eventually start to feel pity for her, initially, you don't really feel that much for her. It's kind of an interesting take on it. Kind of like Parasite flips the script. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, comic books, it looks like they have lots of rich villains in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, but, uh, you know, but also, like, the good guys are, like, it's kind of like a, like, the worst bat, like, the worst villain I still think is, like, Batman. You know, he could destroy anybody pretty much, like, because he has every... With lawyers. With yeah, lawyers. with lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> so like, he's like Vince McMahon, kind of. <laughs> um, we Not also... <laughs> we didn't touch on um, Patrick Bateman. Oh, yeah. I mean, truly, like, the richest of all the serial killers <laughs> in yeah. recent film history. Uh, that that's a great movie uh the book is actually really great too um and uh yeah i think that's like a perfect illustration of it you can't talk about this without talking about old patty bateman trying to he feeds a kitten into the atm in the book it's pretty great yeah the book is uh the book that one can go either way because a lot of times it's either very definite that the book is better or the movie is better but it's a very good adaptation of a very good book it's a very both are done very well um i think if we had did done this podcast 15 maybe 20 years ago we would absolutely be talking about gordon gecko oh greed is yeah. good greed is good yeah, yeah. but now we talk about <laughs> now he'd be president yeah well you know that's <laughs> right i never I, I thought we we're sticking to like horror i never really like to like widen the spectrum on, on this um but if we're doing like a whole class divide and i'm surprised that we haven't really talked about it but like we have snowpiercer and we have the purge like you know we have these uh like lower class like yeah. fighting the upper class that's true well the, the purge is a horror movie oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, well you know they're dumb horror but you know <laughs> <laughs> most horror is pretty dumb and <laughs> actually we, we we talked about him earlier um dracula he's literally a count he's literally yeah he's royalty yeah, so he's... yeah, holy shit! <laughs> big, big Doctor Frankenstein couldn't afford a castle <laughs> if he wasn't a rich doctor. All right, and this is what happens when one person has no idea what the topic is for the week. <laughs> <laughs> but every Saturday, you can find us here. Uh, the rest of the week, you can go to AIPT.com, where you can find all our other podcasts. Um, you can also catch up with uh, all the reviews and articles we have up. It's 31 Days of Halloween right now, so lots of spooky articles up there. Also, on YouTube, we have the quick and dirty version of this show. And we have Adventures in Movies Looks at dot, 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 where we look at a different movie every week that I am willing to bet money you've never heard of. <laughs> 
Plus, we are giving away the Back to the Future Ultimate Trilogy box set right now. All you have to do is comment on this uh, podcast, retweet it if you see it on Twitter, drop us uh, a comment on there. Tell your friends about it. The more things you do, the uh, more ways you're entered in it. But uh, yeah, check us out. It's that simple, people. It's that simple. And while you're being... (laughs) Uh, While you're doing that, uh, you can follow Adventures in Movies on Twitter over at AIPT Movies. You can call. Uh, you can follow us individually. You can find a Nathaniel or Sexy Costume Pat, as I like to call him, on Instagram at Nathan Portes. And you can follow Danny Dementia on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram, where I'm doing Inktober stuff uh, over on the good Instagram at default underscore uh, default. Oh, sh- at default underscore player, and you can find Blake on Twitter at Fried Horror. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, I did too. That was really good. All right. So next week, uh, Halloween, Creepy Crawlers, Cryptids, uh, Miscellaneous. We got a bunch of fun. Do you, do you guys remember Creepy Crawlers? It was like a kit that you could get that you, you could like candy? make your own. Well, weren't they toys? Like, Are I thought you were candy. I think I you would make your toys, own toys, like like so, sticky hands, kind of. Yeah, they were like uh, sticky hand, but there was delicious. ones that you could make candy with. <laughs> I'm sure those two got mistaken. Anyway, tune in next week. Should be a lot of fun. It ain't perfect, but it's rock and roll. Um, <laughs> you can find us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or Amazon Music. They're hosting podcasts now. You can also go to the website, but uh, wherever you listen to this show, just make sure to give us a rating or tell a friend to listen. And that's cute. We will talk to you next week. Let me suck that blood, baby. Oh, it was a spooky ghost.